Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, and for this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different, something that I thought would be a lot of fun, given the fact that I'm a filmmaker, I love talking about movies, and more specifically, I love talking about storytelling and why something works and, and you know, uh, kind of examining the microcosm of all the things. So I thought it'd be fun to take a scene from a very popular movie and examine why it is just a, a brilliant scene. And so for this episode, I'm going to borrow from James Cameron's Titanic and I'm going to utilize the scene where the Titanic strikes the iceberg. And so it's kind of like a watch along and I'm going to, you know, start and pause and really examine why it works so well, right? What about it works? So, you know, uh, we're going to start a little bit before the actual collision because therein lies the brilliance, right? The What, what we're going to really examine and what makes the entirety of the movie um, work so well is that it sets up all these dominoes and then it knocks them over, right? So from start to finish, even at the beginning of the movie, right, you get a whole explanation of how the Titanic sank. And of course, old Rose makes uh, fun of it of like, thank you for that uh, essentially scientific or banal explanation. My experience of it was obviously different, right? And then we get into, you know, Rose's story and, and then we are introduced to Jack and so forth, right? The real human aspect of it versus just, you know, the, the sort of PowerPoint presentation of it all. And that's a big component going into this um, scene. And, you know, this movie, as much as it is about Rose and Jack, it also does a wonderful job of incorporating all kinds of different characters, right? And who they are and how they're going to fit in. So that way they all affect the the plot themselves you know through their own character choices and that's what makes it so wonderful so here we go we uh begin with the um you know it's night it's dark and we get the two people in the lookout sort of looking out about it and joking you know um so we know that that something's afoot now here you know, we get the notion that the, they don't have binoculars, the binoculars are missing. So even if they wanted to, um, you know, they're, all they can do is see it um, based on their eyesight. So we're getting problems that, are, that have arisen, right? Um, and all that stuff. Now, you know, the, the other aspect that I won't focus too much on is the rose and jack of it all, right? That, um, you know, but it does brilliantly where in the midst of all of this, right, it's, it, there, there's so many layers um, in terms of what needs to happen in this moment. It's really the scene of the iceberg hitting the Titanic, but of course it's layering this other stuff that is part of our primary storyline. Um, but I'm going to less focus on that and more so on the collision itself. So as I said, you know, um, we get an indication of the, the lookout people, it being uh, a moonless night, they can't see far ahead. They don't have the binoculars. They're full steam of head, right? That was another choice, like, as far as uh, the captain made. You know, all boilers are, are turned up. Um, and so those are the things that are already in our mind um, 
as we go here, right? And so here we're kind of lulled back into the Jack and Rose storyline of it all, right? Um, and now we're interconnecting the two. Here they are escaping, um, if you will, and the prior characters, right? The lookout people and the second in command, uh, they're now both intertangled into our primary storyline, right? So it's a very intimate moment here. Um, you know, they're talking about their future, of course, and we as the audience are lulled into that um, emotion of it all, which is great, right? That's what we're supposed to, to be. And But the brilliance of this entire scene is we're invested in it. But likewise, you know, <laughs> they do the same for the, for the other characters within the movie, right? So the second in command and then now these lookout people and they're joking about it of like, hey, wouldn't, you know, uh, that's one way to keep warm, right? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's a very like emotional scene, except that draws their attention away from the eminent danger that has been lurking. You know, we know the fate of the Titanic, right? So we're working on dramatic irony. And so then, boom, you know, we get glimpse. And then as soon as he can, right, th they rang the bell, they're calling in. It's like there's not a second to lose. And yet everything's done by the book, right? Sort of protocol of like, you know... Um, even to their best abilities, it takes a moment to spur. And now everything's in action, right? The music kicks up. Um, they got to do this, right? They, they see the iceberg. Um, it's a matter of seconds, right? But, but the chain of command is, is, is the big factor of this all um, because it's not an instantaneous thing, right? So it has to go from the top, you know, from the lookout to, to, to the cabin crew, if you will, then down to the boiler rooms, right? And even that is a whole thing. So it's a process, it's not instantaneous, and we know they have small propellers, right? And all of this, as I said, has been layered in throughout. You know, uh, back in the earlier scenes, this was quite majestic, right? So it's a total opposition to those earlier scenes where, you know, we get the majesty of all of this, you know, uh, of it all working the way that it's supposed to, and the magnificence, and it, it like going through, and, and the music was swelling in a beautiful way. Now, you know, we have very dramatic music, it's tension. And what's great is like, you know, um, it elongates this scene, right? Um, which in a way is good because we feel like, you know, even from the perspective of the characters, it's like, okay, the longer this can go, the, the higher the chance that we have of avoiding this because it's buying us time. But it's wonderful, you know, from an audience because it's really a, making a meal of this. And you know, at that certain point, they do everything that they can. And much like the audience, us, all they can do is really sit and wait and pray, right? Now, as I said, we as the audience, we have the benefit, for lack of a better term, of dramatic irony. So we know what's about to happen. But for them, you know, it's just a hope and a prayer. And it looks so minor, right? That's, that's kind of the insidious aspect of all of this is... You know, they, they do it, um, and, you know, it hits. Yes, it's a rumbling, but it seems, even then, so insignificant, right? Like, they're nervous about it, but they did what they could, and what's happening is it, 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 they're not hitting it straight on, right? It's just a tiny fraction, and... You know, as as far as like the lessons of the Titanic, um, 
as a real life thing. And the movie, of course, it's that, you know, something insignificant can actually create a lot of damage. And that's what this does. And so, you know, now, again, they're just reacting to the best of their abilities and seeing it kind of uh, happen. And yet, again, like, yeah, sure, they hit it, but they just scraped it, right? And, 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 and as far as the second in command, like, there's nothing else that he can do. Um, he's not necessarily, you know, to obviously, like, in terms of the human aspect, he's not aware of what the hell's going on. You know, if anything, he just gets this readout of, like, hey, we've hit, blah, blah, blah. So now, you know, again, the, the, the next sort of thing is close the compartments, right? Which the whole notion of the ship itself was predicated on, okay, even if it strikes, it's, it's like, okay, no big deal. Uh, obviously, the problem was that it can handle water in four compartments, but not five, and that's what ended up being the thing. But now, you know, that sort of elongating of that scene, now we're in the full tragedy of it, right? Um, but given the sort of aspect of it, we're sort of watching it, and as grave as it is, you know, it, it, it's kind of a start and stop because, you know, boom, here, everything is done by the book. So, yes, it sucks. They tried to avoid it. Um, but now we're returning to the calmness aspect of it, right? Um, they, th them as the passengers certainly don't know, like, what the hell happened. Um, and they might think, okay, you know, no big deal. Sure, they'll sh they, like here, they'll share a few jokes of like, you know, spot an iceberg from anywhere type of thing. And they're looking back on it, you know, but overall at this point, it's like, okay, not necessarily a big deal. And, um, you know, now this is where the captain's sort of informed and it will lead from there. But, but I'll pause it here because I think, you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> go through the whole movie. The, the the collision itself, you know, um, I just I just love that aspect of it. Uh, as I said, I mean, it's all predicated on introducing all the things in their full majesty, right? Beginning, you know, we've gotten gotten the boiler rooms, uh, just even the chain of command, right? Um, early on in the movie, we get the full chain of command when the the ship is going to be speeding up, so we're conditioned to how this is going to operate. And so we know that it's going to take a, a while to, to put it all into action, except earlier, it's fantastic. You know, it's, it's, it's man's might um, and the, the brilliance of their ingenuity here. It's working against them, right? So I don't know. I, th I, like, I think the Titanic is a really wonderfully done movie uh, from start to finish. And James Cameron, you know, has an amazing ability to just put us in the microcosm of, you know, certain events and elongate them and, and have them just be visually enthralling, right? And, 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 and really putting us into that danger. Whereas like, you know, some movies you can see like this would be, you know, a minute, maybe two minutes scene at best. And as I pointed out, the interconnectedness of, the, the, the primary storyline of Jack and Rose, you know, to this, it, it, it intertwines them. So, yeah, whenever, you know, whenever I rewatch the Titanic, this is a scene to me that just stands out um, because it is really that, you know, it, it, it goes from happiness to sadness. And it does it in, as I, you know, I'm trying to illustrate 
in a brilliant fashion, and I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint all the ways that it does so. So for me, this is why that scene works so well, and it's so tension-filled, even though as an audience member, we know what's about to happen, but um, you know, there's those moments of forgetting because we're just so invested in these characters and all the characters, right? But yeah, I wanted to share that and, and really break it down. But as always, you know, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, your perspectives on the scene, this movie. Um, you know, let me know what else that I might not have pointed out that, that you think um, makes the scene tick the way that it does. And uh, thank you for listening and watching, as always. I'll see you next time.